We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. All right, can we have some real talk here? Welcome to the BCP podcast. I'm James, aka Black Conservative Patriot. I've been a conservative since before my 19th birthday. I was a Democrat, fight the power, government needs to fix every problem, naive freshman when I entered UC Berkeley. And my eyes were quickly opened and I became a lover of the Constitution and freedom and liberty, became a libertarian. And because I was raised in a Christian household, I was already socially and morally conservative, just realized that limited government was the way to go. Now, I have been fighting this idea that I am white because I've been conservative before a lot of black people were conservative. And I've been openly conservative since that time. I, I, I've been very openly conservative. I, I registered as a Republican and voted. Uh, by the way, I'm currently not registered as a, as a Republican because they stabbed President Trump in the back and wouldn't back him as a party with the Stop the Steal in 2020. So I left the party, but I'm a conservative and I voted Republican and I have been called white or want to be white a lot in my adult life. Oreo, um, I can't think of a coon, sellout, uh, Uncle Tom, all these things, right? Many times by white liberals who are all for uh, being against racism, but they can be racist because, you know, they're liberal and they're enlightened and they can tell a black man how to think. I've had white people tell me that I am not really black. Because I don't think how a white liberal thinks I should think and act. Now, I say all that to say this because for all the racism and all the talk of racism going on right now, the real victims of racism right now and who have been for a long time are white people. And I don't wish to be white. I like my wide nose. I like my bum being higher up. I like my thick lips and and my melanin, uh, all of the things. God gave us variety and he said, hey, let's have James be black and Puerto Rican. Nothing wrong with variety. I've never wanted to be uh, white and I definitely wouldn't want to be white now because we're having a little fun here, folks. It's the weekend. But but you see what I'm saying here? The, The real victims of racism are white people. Here is Irish Prime Minister... Leo Vardikar, I think that's how you pronounce his name, talking about how government is too white and needs to be more diverse. Um, one thing I strongly agree with the deputy on is the need to target, set a target to have a, a number of people from ethnic minorities in areas of the public service. We have a health service that's very diverse, although less so as you go up towards the senior positions, uh, not so much in the Guardi, not so much in the Defence Forces, not so much in the education sector, as the deputy mentioned, not at all in the civil service, which is very white. 
uh, including the Department of Equality, for example, uh, and that actually needs to change. Um, so we need to have, I think, a target for people who come from ethnic minority backgrounds, uh, but also uh, dedicated recruitment campaigns to encourage people, because we do need uh, a generation of young people growing up in Ireland who are people of colour to see black and brown school principals, judges, King Corla perhaps in the future. Um, who knows? Uh, visibility uh, and opportunity is really important. Okay, let's go to the website of the uh, government to look at the demographic makeup of Ireland. Let's, ju- let's just look at some facts here. This is, th- these are government statistics that clearly state currently, as if that's a problem, Ireland has a majority of white Irish at 94% of the population. 94%. So if 94% of the people in healthcare or whatever in Ireland are white, that's okay. The majority of the people are white. It's a white country. I never hear anyone saying, oh my gosh, we need to make Asia more black. Have you seen anyone criticize China for being homogenous? Has anyone said, we need more white people in Africa? We need more white people in the Middle East. Of course not, because it's all against white people. But have you seen them saying, oh, we need more we, we need more uh, blacks in Japan or China or Korea? Very homogenous countries. How come it's only white countries that have to have, or, or Muslims? Muslims, we need more Muslims in China, more Muslims, uh, you know, Arab Muslims, African Muslims in these countries. Now, I was in Ireland. I was in Dublin, actually, November of last year, I believe. Let me see. Look at my calendar real quick. Yes, November 8th, 9th, and 10th of last year, I was in Dublin. Friendly city. I'm black. I was in Dublin. I went by this restaurant, looked like a bakery. We were walking around. We were over by, uh, we were we had gone to Dublin Castle, and then we were walking around, and we found this shop, and we were walking by, we, see these, we saw these big old cookies. I'm like, oh, um, so my wife, go, hey, let's check out these cookies. And then we 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 ha- we had a conversation with Jacob, the owner of uh, the proprietor and the owner of the business, and he gave us all this free food, and he didn't charge us for it. I ended up paying because you know from one business owner to another. But he was like, "No, don't worry about it. It's just you're our guest. You're here, and I'm a black guy. I did not find Dublin in the least racist." But here we are with this uh, this absolute war against white people. Absolutely ridiculous. Now check this out. Vicky, the old National Bank shooting lasted eight minutes. That's the length of time between when Connor Sturgeon started shooting and wounding his first victim until he was killed by Louisville police. Let me back up here and give you a reminder because this is a tragedy. And if you live in Louisville, Kentucky, you, you, re- you may remember this. But you may need a refresher. So let's go back to April of this year. This was uh, a picture of a surveillance uh, video in which 
This was the uh, shooter, Connor Sturgeon. If you recall, um, Connor Sturgeon was a Louisville Bank shooter who went on a killing spree in April of this year. Let's get this up here. It was reported that Sturgeon was under the care of health, uh, mental health professionals and was being treated for depression when he fought, he fatally shot five people and injured several others. And on April 10th of this year, Sturgeon 25 walked into the old National Bank and shot five people and other people were injured. A responding officer shot and killed Sturgeon. There was like, what, eight minutes, but that all passed. Support, so, uh, so reportedly, he had three reasons for the attack. He wanted to prove how easy it is to buy a gun. He wanted to highlight America's mental health crisis. And he wanted to kill himself and take others with him. But now we're getting new information about Sturgeon's motives. He had left a manifesto and contents from his notebooks were released by the police department more than seven months after the shooting. And what are we learning? Well, if you are picking up on the theme of this episode and you didn't already hear this news story, I'm sure you figured it out. What was the 25-year-old thinking leading up to the murders at Old National Bank? Well, this 64-page report finally gives us some insight into the days leading up to that shooting. He kills Josh Barrick, Tommy Elliott, Juliana Farmer, and Jim Tutt. Dina Eckert, who was also shot in the conference room, died at the hospital. At the shooter's home, investigators find a journal. Inside are dozens of pages of journal entries giving insight into his thinking leading up to the old National Bank shootings. Now, the whole local report gives all the reasons why, but they don't mention this. So let's go to Washington Times. Louisville gunmen wanted to stop gun violence by taking out upper-class white people. He wanted to take out upper-class white people. There you go. Why would I want to be white? My, you, my white brothers and sisters, especially you, my white males, are the targets. And this was Connor Sturgeon's. Now, man, talk about a talk about a psyop to get people to hate themselves and their history and the great things they've built. There are many white kids, thanks to the liberal brainwashing in public schools and in college, who are ashamed of being white in their white history. White people gave us a constitution. White people gave us abolishment of slavery. I know it's not uh, politically correct to talk about how Europeans, Dutch, and other uh, white Europeans were the first to outlaw slavery. And, and of course, it's not politically correct to talk about how slavery is still going on in Muslim countries and in uh, open air Slave trading in Libya. But white people are supposed to hate themselves. The man who shot and killed five people at a bank earlier this month wanted to send a message. He wanted to send a message. He wanted to send a message to politicians. And one of those messages, of course, he wanted to send was that killing upper white people would prompt Tougher laws on firearms access. Perhaps this is the impetus for change. Upper white, 
upper class white people dying. I certainly would not have been able to do this were it more difficult to buy a gun. Now you can call me a conspiracy theorist. You can call me whatever you want. I call myself a conspiracy realist. Just because I don't know what's going on doesn't mean there's not, just because I don't have all of the missing pieces and I can tell you exactly how they're doing it doesn't mean that there's not some sort of conspiracy against us. But why is it that all these mass shooters have always had some sort of contact with, uh, generally, not always, but often have had contact with FBI and police. They leave manifestos. And they're usually politically driven with narratives that help the left. In a journal entry titled The Plan, he writes, Oh my God, this is so easy. Seriously, I knew it would be doable, but this is ridiculous. Walked in and bought a gun, four mags, and 120 rounds for $700. This is the receipt for the weapon, purchased six days before the shooting. How convenient that a man who wants to make a point about gun control takes out upper class white people. You know, the same thing that the globalists are trying to do. Disarm us and and start a new race war. All right, let's uh, let's go over to uh, France. Let's go over to France. This is what's going on in France. Um, French people asking for justice for Thomas. 16-year-old who was stabbed to death because he is, uh-oh, let me guess. Well, I guess you can read there. He's white. Something, something for Tomas. A 16-year-old named Thomas was stabbed to death and at least 17 other partygoers were wounded in a mass slashing attack at a private party in a rural French town. The gang that launched the savage knife attack told guests we are here to stab white people before their savage rampage. Alleged attackers on the right authorities in the media are not releasing his information. We all know why. Yes, we do all know why. We know what's really going on here. Here's what's going on. We, ki- we came to kill white people. Nine arrested for murder of French teen in mass stabbing attack. So guess what? If you get rid of guns, if you get rid of guns, what are they going to do, folks? They're just going to uh, stab us. We have uh, knife attacks in the UK and in France because of gun control. I'd much rather have a gun and shoot some, trying to, some bastard trying to slash children, stab them in Ireland or the UK and France. I'd rather have my wife packing her Glock or her Six Hour or having access to her Mossberg than having to dodge and weave someone trying to kill my family. Now, I'm black. My wife's Mexican. But I think I, sh- I showed you pictures of her when we went to, uh, to Ireland last year. She's white. I mean, she's white Mexican. My wife is pure Mexican. But she's white Mexican because her ancestors on both sides come from her, uh, they come from Spain and they come from France. Like just two, like her grandparents were European. So, you know, she, you know, uh, uh, I'm a wannabe white guy, right? Because I'm a Latino and I married another Latina who happened to be white. Craziness. This is the weekend, folks. I love you. Uh, I love you, my white brothers and sisters, my black brothers and sisters. I'm a Christian. I love all of God's children. 
I wasn't brought up to be racist. But many people are, and many of those people come from the Middle East. I know that is um, absolutely politically incorrect to tell you that there are black people who are really racist. Some will say blacks are the most racist. I've heard both white and black people say that. I know that's not politically correct. There's a, and what it is to see if here's what's going on. If you are white, let me get into this before I go into the, the, the next story. If you are white and you are racist against black, Hispanic, Asians, Middle Eastern, you are a pariah. Like that is totally not acceptable. That is totally not PC. That is totally not woke. And you will have a lot of social pressure. On the other hand, if you are white or black and you are racist against white people, there's nothing wrong with that because we've all been victims, supposedly, of white people. So it's actually not frowned upon to be racist against white people. And what does that mean? That means because it is on the liberal side okay to be racist against white people, then people are not, they're not socially shamed to be racist against white people. So that propagates and encourages and allows more racism against white people. Therefore, I know it's not politically correct to say this, and some people will push back on it. My experience has been there are more racist blacks against white people than there are white people racist against blacks, at least outwardly so. I can't judge what's in people's hearts. I'm not God. I'm not Jesus Christ. I don't know what's in people's hearts. I can only judge them and righteously judge them, use discernment based on what I see and observe outwardly. And I've outwardly seen a lot more racism by people of color against white people than white people against minorities. And guess what? I'm a minority. I'm a black person. I would be sensitive if white people were overtly or even covertly trying to be racist against me. And I have not found that to be the case. You can call it whatever you want, but social pressure makes it so that it's okay to be racist against white people, not okay to be racist against blacks, Muslims, Asians, Hispanics, etc. So this is what happened in France. French authorities arrested these nine suspects on murder following the fatal stabbing of a French teenager in a suspected racially motivated attack. I went to the, of the stabbing spree in the French village of Crepon, or the Crepon, on Sunday, which cost the life of 16-year-old Thomas and left several others injured, have revealed how the knife-wielding gang members spoke to their desire to kill white people. But of course, when people in Dublin, Ireland are mad that this Algerian went and stabbed children and start rioting and getting upset about it, it's right-wing racism. Absolutely crazy. Okay, let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. Forbes had an article on how to decenter whiteness. And now white guy J.D. Vance wants to investigate this. J.D. Vance furious over Forbes article on how to decenter whiteness will investigate author's DEI firm. Vance called peace racist and gross and will probe if author's firm received Ohio public money. Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio condemned an article published by Forbes about how to decenter whiteness in the workplace and declared his staff as investigating the organization of the woman who wrote it to see if it gets any Ohio money. In an article on the Forbes website, Three Ways to Decenter Whiteness in Your Workplace, senior contributor Janice Kassam Asari, who founded the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Consultancy, BWG Business Solutions, talked about how to remove whiteness from the workplace to better cater to people of color. How do you have to, why do you have to remove anything? 
So is it okay to remove blackness from the white place to better cater to people of less melanin count? I mean, this is freaking ridiculous. You get the point. There's a war. There's a racist, universal, I would say, racist attack against white people. Whether it's kill the boar and killing white South African farmers. How I mean, this is literally biting the, ha- the hand that feeds you. This is insanity. To calling people in Ireland upset about the pushback racist white ring- wingers. To French youth being killed. Irish people getting killed. And in America, white people getting killed. Because they're white? I don't know about you folks, but I'll happily stay black in America. It seems to be safer. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. 